Hey everyone out there, welcome to the conversation. It's outspoken opinionated. Of course, I am your host, Edwin Meyer. It has been an amazing week. We're back with you guys. For those who didn't catch us last week, we're actually on Instagram. And we had a recap from last season. We had a recap from what I did in Liberia. But of course, it's February and we're back. First thing I want to tell you guys, if you are not subscribed, we need to go to YouTube. So go to YouTube and subscribe to The Conversation Outspoken and Opinionated. Also, we're asking you to go to Facebook, like us, um, all the good things that you guys do. Like us, um, accept us, do all that great stuff on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Um, if you're following us, we are on Instagram, The Conversation with two N's and underscore. We want you to go and like us. We want you to go and follow us. We want you to go and comment on things that we put out there. That's what we do. Also, guess what? The conversation is now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Don't play with us, y'all. We, 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 we're going. So I'm asking you guys to go follow us, join us, listen to us, see all the things that you can do. Like I said, we are on Facebook, The Conversation, Outspoken Opinionated. We are on Instagram, of course, The Conversation. Of course, definitely on uh, um, YouTube. That's what, that's we're here. We are back. Live show with one of the... Um, one of the amazing, amazing people I've met for the last couple of years. It's been great. The vibe is good. February, people are like, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about love. So what the context behind this is basically um, me and the team, of course, you know, calling the village. The village and I are like thinking, what can we talk about? This is a new season. I have been blanked. I was in Liberia. It was crazy. And so we said, oh, we're going to talk about this. They said, well, let's talk about love. So none other than, ooh, I'm going to bring her in, my special guest for the night. I'm going to bring her in. She's going to tell you guys who she is, where she's from, what she does. So welcome. Can you hear Good. <laughs> Welcome to the conversation. This is where everybody can have a great time. Just talk. So if you can just introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do, and all that good stuff. My name is Aaliyah. I'm an educator. Um, so I've been in education for over, I don't know, 12 years now. Um, and here to talk all about love and the different forms of love and how we need to show more of it, especially during this time when we're in this pandemic going on what feels like year three. <laughs> it's, I, you know what? You just said it. It actually has been three years, like mm -hmm. three long years. Long. So, <laughs> so February, of course, is the love connection. It's the love month. Everybody is so excited. There's this whole thing the culture has literally brought in um let's talk about our love so have you so i don't want to ask you questions but let's let's have this conversation so has it have you ever been in love absolutely more than once um once. it's not always requited love though so oh. that's a whole thing there so oh. yes absolutely <laughs> but when it has been reciprocal beautiful okay Okay, well, I will say yes. I know I have. Um, I think, and right now I am, and I've been before, and it's weird because I think for me, every time I fall in love, I fall harder than it was prior. That's very different. A lot of people would yeah. think, okay, I need to pull myself back or have more regard. Oh, no, I love love. Even when oh, you get hurt. Oh, I, I, yeah, even I've gotten hurt, but I'm 
just like, I love to live in the moment and have a good time. Because oh, yeah. I just, I think, so why I say this, because I think I have come to my wholeness. So I've done the work on me uh, based mm -hmm. on everything I'm supposed to do. And I've been able to come to my wholeness where I really appreciate myself. And so I just love love. And so let's, I don't know if you, and wholeness, I don't know if there's something that you've experienced, you know, what, what, what like, for me, my wholeness was where I accepted me for who I was, accepted my flaws and all that good stuff. And so I think I give myself the opportunity to really love harder. So I would say for me, it's more of a constant work in progress where I see steps moving forward. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm doing well in this area. And then a lot of times I'm like, oh, I need to fix that. I need to go back and review some of that stuff and do that, keep continuously do that work. And I think that starts with a lot of self-love. Um, so if you don't have that, I feel like that's going to be really difficult to kind of bring someone else in. So it's really refreshing to hear that you fall harder every time, that you love with no bounds and you just keep going no matter what, no matter how it ended up before, the yeah. next person is a fresh slate. Right? <laughs> literally brand new. Is that yeah. this person, I I am a really direct person when it comes to being in a relationship. So I will let you know exactly what I want. How is it? This is what I want. This is why I'm here. And I just let you know. No, I like and it. So I think maybe that's why I would say it's worked for me in certain instances. And so um, when we talk about redefine love. So have you since, like I've been, you know, I've been in and out of love. I would say maybe... I ain't counting because I know them crazy people out here watching. I, I don't want to give you the number. <laughs> yeah, I ain't giving no numbers. But let's so have you ever redefined that process for you? Um, so more recently, like looking at love as a whole, I used to think, oh, it's just romantic love. That's the thing that's the most important. Um, but as we're in this pandemic and just going through, everyone's going through this collective, like, oh my God, when is this gonna be over? Um, I think that that friend love, that platonic love is just so ever present where you're just like, okay, if it's not going to be a romantic love, I can count on my friends. I can get the love that I'm not having um, in a relationship, in a platonic way. So I think that that has been something that I think for everyone, like to know that you can depend on someone else and that they come through is super important. Uh, I feel like that's super important to me, especially right now. And I've seen it in other people where we're so isolated right now mm -hmm. um, that we're reaching out in different ways. Like even, you know, the other night I was on a Zoom and it's just like, what are you going through? Cause we're not supposed to be really meeting in person. Um, so that whole situation where it's like, I need you right now. I don't need anything else. I just need to talk. I just need to connect. Um, so feeling that relationship love through a, or friendship love, you know, all the ships uh, has been super, super important for me. So I redefined it in that way. Like it does not always have to be a romantic love. It can definitely be, you know, a platonic love. It can definitely be a friendship love. Like you just need connection, especially at this point. And I also think mm -hmm. with Valentine's Day coming up, next week next in a week and a day um that we haven't been doing a really good job at including everyone i feel like it's very 
exclusive and we're just like we're only gonna focus on couples and not only couples just heterosexual couples to be more specific Mm -hmm. we don't really give time or or space for people that are you know in same-sex relationships or that are out here in uh polyamorous relationships or single people at all or men in particular and i like that you brought that up because i think i want us to just stick around this process stick around what you just said I think society, culture, whatever it is, has put Valentine's Day as a woman's thing. So the men go out, buy the woman a gift, they get the teddy bears. Even when we're in high school, that day, I mean, it's like the kids are coming with balloons and stuff like that. And it's like a day that is really set aside for the female. Mm-hmm. But what happens to the other person that's in a relationship? Then now what society has gone to, what happens to the homosexual couples, the same-sex couples, the man and man or the woman and woman. And then what happens to the people who are in tri-relationships? Right. <laughs> like this is a whole thing. And so I want us to really speak on that, but I really want to focus on the fact where you brought up, where you said, you know, why is it that Valentine's is really focused on the women? What is about this? I don't, like... I feel like... I just won't know. It's like a sentimental thing. I feel like it goes, I feel like it goes even back to this saying of, you know, happy wife, happy life. Like, I don't really feel like it should be a one-sided relationship, a one-sided holiday. Um, But I think it does go back to the, you know, happy life, a happy wife, happy life situation, that whole term where the man's just supposed to shut up. What what he wants doesn't matter. Be happy that you even have me. Um, And I think that's kind of the direction that Valentine's Day has gone in as well. So we we say, oh, if you care about me, if you love me, you're going to shower me with gifts, with flowers, with chocolate. You're going to make a grand gesture. I'm at work. You're going to send me all these things. And I think that we need to move away from that. Um, we even, women even have a Galentine's Day. And I, I didn't know that was a thing. And then I, I, I started seeing it more. Um, and just being like, what is this? <laughs> like, still, again, celebrating women, single women, but again, no space for same-sex couples, no space for, like you said, people in uh, a tri-coupled or tri-relationship. Yeah. Um, no space for single people, period, um, no matter what your status is. And we don't, it's like they're not even acknowledged. So it can be a very lonely experience. And talk about lonely. I think it is a lonely experience, and I think um, I I think it's so great. I'm not gonna say great, but I'm I think it's such we're in a great space right now where it's quarantine. So guess what? Everybody home. Ain't no movies <laughs> open. If you're gonna go to the restaurant, you are gonna have your mask on. Like that's what I'm saying. So everybody is restricted in some kind of way. So people who are single in this time, yeah, you know you're lonely by yourself, but. You don't want no one at home because there might be a couple who they're probably like, we're not going nowhere. We're going to order out. We're going to order in. We're going to stay in because nobody won't get COVID and stuff like that. So it has restricted all this stuff that's happening. And it's funny because I haven't really seen all the stores are empty recently. Like you go to stores that like they don't even have food. So they don't even have like cho- a lot of chocolates and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But where 
where did this, I don't know that where can this go? Because of what you said, and I think it's extremely important. I don't want to lose my thought. Is the fact where women have this expectation. They have this expectation that, you know, it's Valentine's Day. The guy is going to give me flowers. The guy is going to give me a car. The guy is going to do this. The guy is going to do that. And God forbid he does not. Uh, I know. It's a thing. So, um, you know, I told you I'm an educator. There have been many times mm -hmm. at my job where this holiday comes around and we're at work. And I would see people who are married or couples, if they did not get a gift, sent to work on that day it was an issue mm. oh he's gonna hear my mouth oh i'm upset he i can't believe he forgot almost as if like the end of the world the world was ending um and i'm like it's one day and i i guess for me on my when i think about it like if you're going to love somebody i don't think of love as a noun so you know it, it's not like a thing right I feel like it's more of a verb, something that you actively do and that you, you know, practice and that you show in different ways. So if I'm looking at love, I don't think it's a static thing. I think it's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving and it should grow. Um, and that being said, I think if you just limit it to one day, you're going to be very disappointed because maybe your person or people don't show love in that you know, gift giving way. Maybe they're more of an acts of service person or maybe they're a words of affirmation person. So I think it's really important that you kind of figure out what your love language is and then kind of redefine how you see love and make sure that you and your partner or people or person um, that you guys are on the same page so you don't get super excited and want things and then feel totally deflated if they don't come through. So I like to put myself out there. I am not the Valentine's guy. I am not. I am not mm -hmm. the one that's going to buy flowers. I might do something. I might get you a gift and say, hey, you know, um, you know, happy Valentine's Day. I might get you a gift. <laughs> yeah. It's and, another day. I got you a gift. I try, to, I try to work on my words so I can deliver, deliver real good. But I'm not the person that's going to go all out. And so it has been a struggle for me as a teenager, as, as an adolescent, and now as an adult, it's been a struggle for me because it hasn't been a thing for me. I'm just like, it's a freaking day. Why does this day define our relationship? Mm -hmm. So when, because I'm the kind of person, the way how I think, now my thought process is, so how do you think about you? What is your self-love? If you feel that a gift or a little gesture tells you that I'm in love with you, I'm confused. So what is this? I I really can't identify with Valentine's Day on that deep level um, as far as the gift giving thing. I have seen people just lose it when they don't get that gift. And I really think that has something to do with um, almost being performative like you want other people to see how much you're loved instead of just knowing that this person or uh, whatever your relationship is, is strong enough that you don't need to have these things, right? To show that the person cares for you. Um, I think 
that gift giving is great. I'm never going to say, no, don't gift me up. Don't gift me up. But I think that there are things that show love in a deeper way. Um, you know, knowing that someone has your back and you don't have to ask, right? That you need something. They just kind of rise to the occasion. It's not something that they even think about. It's just something that they do. So they move in that acts of service type of love or um, just even the words of affirmation, breathing that life into you, breathing love into you consistently. Because like you said, Valentine's Day is one day out of 365 days. And you're not, you're not even awake for 24 hours. Right. So let's, yeah. let's get you 12. Let's get you 12. Now go 12. Because and the flowers die. The flowers die. <laughs> so I tell you, flowers get on my nerves. What? You because don't even move to decorate the house? It dies. It dies. <laughs> it dies. I'm like, it's gone. Can I get you, get you something tangible? So I will tell you, the person I'm dating right now, they fuss with me all the time because guess what? They're like flowers. So they literally have to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I like flowers. Did I have to buy flowers? Because I'm just like, it's going to die. Aww. <laughs> I, 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 but well, that's something that they like, right? So at least yeah, they're telling so, you, right? So let me say that I am working on me. So I can be a better person when it comes into that department, when it comes to love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have grown to be more affectionate, you know, because I never had none of that. I never literally showed none of that. I think through my working on me and through going through my own stuff, I've been able to, okay, so, you know, like you said, you talked about love languages earlier. And so I yeah. don't go off that. And I think that's important because everybody needs to know their love language and they need to try to understand their partner love language. Mm-hmm. What I have noticed is I know my love language and that's what I consider as love. So when I am professing my love to you, I show mine. I do mine because according to me, that's what love is. And that's so, what counts, right? <laughs> exactly, that's what counts. So people, so I am, I am, I am acts of service. I do love gifts, so I'll give you a gift, like a tangible gift, because at the end of the day, like I said, my my acts of service and my gift work hand in hand. Because when you give me a gift, it's not the gift; it's the thought. Mm-hmm. You bought, you went out and you bought me a gift. So that's you thought about me. You thought about me when you were doing this. So that's how mine work in. So it's just, I'm just like, it's a day. You're so, it is. You're right. It's a day. But I like, I like how you came back and you said, you know, when I'm professing my love, I go into how I would want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I give that to the person. And I think that's even hard to escape, right? Like, saying, okay, this is how I want to be loved. So these are the things that I'm going to do. You don't even notice that you do. It's almost like you're on autopilot. And then the other person, you totally miss their love language instead of saying, oh, well, my partner, my partner's love language is gift giving through flowers or you know, whatever their love language is, because you're like, oh, well, this is how I show love. They should know how I show love. This is me showing that I care. (laughs) Taking me out of my comfort zone. Right. (laughs) 
making me uncomfortable and I gotta get comfortable with being uncomfortable out here. Exactly. Wow. Oh, looking for flowers. What's that? Please. But it's I think it's important that people really, really get that, that you have to know your partner's love language. Because in order for that person to say, hey, you love me, is for you to do the things for them or to them that they consider as love. So it's Absolutely. weird because you know you were like app you read articles or you read stuff or you're watching and people say, Oh, the person don't love me. And you'd be like, huh? They don't do all that stuff for you. How you gonna say they don't love you? Right. You come home to a, a cooked meal after a hard day. They don't love you. It's a good, everything is fine. We say, Well, you don't love me. What do you mean I don't love you? Well, because I have no physical touch. We don't bang every night. Like, what? You crazy. I'm tired when I get home. But I'm doing other things for you. I've been doing other things for you. And I think that's what it is because now both people aren't understanding each other to know that you have your love language. I have mine. Right. So in order for you to, in order for me to be fulfilled, for in order for my love thing to be fulfilled, you have to give me mine. And in order for me to fulfill yours, I gotta give you yours. And I and I just want to just for a side note, that's why I like this uh, uh this verb that people always used to say, um, wives to submit to the husband. And if they go prior mm-hmm. husband love your wife as christ loved the church wives submit to your husband it works together in order for this woman to submit this man need to love in order for this man need to for this man to love his wife needs to submit period there is no if but in between the high words and, oh, I think, and I think that goes into every relationship, whatever it is, whatever relationship people are in, homosexual, heterosexual, whatever it is. In order for that person to show you love, you have to tap into their love, love tank. And they have to tap in yours for you guys to fully understand and enjoy that love that you guys have. Right. You have to give, it's that give and take. Like you can't push and pull. Like you guys have to come together. Like it is absolutely crazy to think this is how I show my love and this person should just accept it and get over it if they don't want oh, 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 oh. so it's static it's static well guys of course, yep uh oh I think I lost okay no, you hear, you hear, you hear. Well, did you hear what I said no we did not oh I said I think it's absolutely crazy that some people think you know this is how I show love and 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 won't adjust to their partner's love language, right? So if this is how I show love and you can't get with it, oh well. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. There's that give and take, that submission in any relationship that if you don't tap into your partner's love language, you're really not, you know, meeting your your partner's standards. Yeah. And I think that's that's extremely important because if we like we the entire conversation is supposed is focusing around redefining love, you know, and how you redefine love for you and the other person redefine love for them. And I think that's the same important because what we also need to understand is that for you to even experience this love that you are talking about, that I am talking about, that everybody else is looking for, you need to love you. How are you going to be able to love somebody? How are you going to be able to show somebody how to love you if you can love you? Right. You're going to have a lot of hurt feelings. That's you're going to hurt part. yourself. 
you're gonna hurt somebody else. Exactly, you're gonna hurt five, 10, 20, 30 people because guess why? You're still looking for this love, but you don't even love yourself. You That's have no connection with you. You have nothing going on. And I think when it comes to loving yourself, and that's why I said, I think if God helped me and whatever, you know, my friends and people around me has been, who are you? And that's important. If like, you don't do that work, if you don't do that work, you're going to just, like you said, it's almost like, it is almost like this virus. You just breathe on people and it's just messing everything up. So the more people that you come into contact with that you're trying to have these deep relationships with, you continue to hurt them. And then they go hurt someone else because they've been hurt. And it's just a cycle that continues on. And it's because I feel it's like, you know, people have to accept themselves. I think love is extremely messy. I don't think love is a beautiful thing. Uh, it's beautiful in the when you work on it, but love is messy. It's grimy, it's dirty, it's died to self, it's um, it's uncomfortable, it's a lot of things that you have to do. And my personal definition of love, I don't think love is a feeling, love is a decision. Mm. Mm. I like that. It's a decision. I like that. I, I, it's like I, a choice that you made that you're committing to. Yeah, exactly. You have decided to be with this person. You have decided to say that, you know what, I'm going to be in a committed relationship with this person. I'm going to forsake everybody else. And I'm, I'm falling in, I felt, I've fallen in love with this person. I feel it's a decision. I don't think it's a feeling. I leave it with you. What's your thought on it? I think that you're absolutely right. Um, like I said, I feel like it is a verb. It's an action. It's something that you do. Even on the days that you don't feel like it, this person's getting on your whole last nerve and you just, have nothing good to say about them, but you continue to show up because this is the person that you love, right? And that you're committed to. And like you said, you've forgotten about everyone else. You canceled them. You said, you know what? Lose my number. I have my bae now. And I don't think love is flighty. Mm -hmm. um, I think it should be steady and it should be consistent. And if you don't have consistency and if you don't have that steadiness, then you're in like. You're not in love. And I think that's why people don't understand when there are people who are in relationship where they're getting hurt. Um, I would cancel abuse. We're going to abuse. Uh -uh, we're not going to do that. But where, you know, there are people in relationships where they get cheated on, they do stuff, and they stayed in it for some time. And the day they're ready to get out, they get out. Because it's like, I'm going to be here. They have made conscious decisions. Like, there is so much at stake. But I'm gonna. I love this person, and I'm gonna be here for this person. And it mm -hmm. waits, waits, and waits, and waits, and waits, and then, and when the day they're tired, they leave. Do they love? Do you mean that, that's what people say? You know, I said, did the love die? People don't get married to get a divorce. That's no, not. They, what don't. they make a decision. You're crazy. I'm crazy. We can't be together. We're gonna kill each other. Let's go. Move, <laughs> move along. That's hard to recognize. You don't know somebody's crazy till you see them when you live with them, right? You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. Stop. You, and this is, you just brought us something because I won't say this and I know I got some people who are watching and they're going to not like this, but I tell you. Doing this again, I'm living with you before we get married. Right? 
I think that is such a thing. (laughs) I need to see what kind of crazy. That thing is, like, I realize that it is extremely crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I know there are people who believe in that. I know there are people who are extremely, um, you know, their culture with the church. This is what, you know, the Bible says, I'm happy for you guys. But me, personally, I did it. And I really think if my ex-wife and I lived together before we got married, we're not going to get married. (laughs) You saw some things, huh? Listen, you're cra- and I'm crazy. I'm hard to live with. Like I ain't. My siblings can. They would tell you I am the hardest person to live with. My family. I have mood swings. I don't like to be bothered. I won't talk to nobody. I just leave me alone. How you gonna do that? I identify with that. Like I do think there is something to living with someone before you get married or before you move to any next step, engagement, whatever it is. Because you really need to see how this person acts. I know people in my life that have a whole representative for months, years, and then you live with them and you find out, whoa, what is going on with you? Because this whole time you've been dating or in this courting, this courtship, they've been pleasantly peachy. Nothing bothers them. They're always happy. Y'all have never argued. You don't even know their argument style. You don't know if they take digs at you. You know, you don't know if they're going to show up at your house and act crazy in front of your neighbors. Like these are things you need to find out and you can only really find out when you live with the person. You don't even know their level of hygiene, right? Because that's important. You they you you meeting them in public or or they've been coming over your house and you've been coming over their house, but it's a planned thing. You didn't just show up. But when you live with someone, you can see it all, all of it. You see, getting up and going to sleep. That mm-hmm. and but that's why I think society and culture has robbed us of the real meaning of love, and that's why now we have to redefine what love is for us individually. Because love on TV, it's like oh my god, takes your breath away. Like, oh my God, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, I remember growing up, it was the guy with the long hair and the blue eyes on the horse and kind of super, like, that was, that was. Fabio? There you go. You see. see. Had the long hair and he was muscular and he was. On the horse. and There you go. And for. And all the women. Oh my God. Oh my God. He loves her. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, why was that love? And so I just feel like they have robbed us of what love is. And so it's funny how when people who have been married or people who have been together for 15, 20 years and they get a divorce and they'd be like, how did I get a divorce? And people are going, I'm like, what do you mean why did I get a divorce? They showed you what they wanted you to see. Mm-hmm. No access to what was going on behind closed doors. Whole representative out here. There was a whole different thing going on out here. And that is why when someone tells me that they're in a relationship and they don't argue, oh, that's a problem for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need to see I how you argue. Two different individuals from two different walk of life, from two different families. Then let's put two different cultures. Then let's put, and you say, y'all don't argue, so what y'all do? Or they say, we just have conversations. Um, so, no. Man. I need to argue with you because I oh. need to see how it's going to be. 
I'm not saying that has to be all the time. Slip a pocket knife out of your pocket and slip my I need to see how crazy you get, right? I need to see if we can argue and then go back to normal. Because it's not going to work. You know, and that's that's me. So I'm the person where when I say what I have to say, I'm done. Mm -hmm. There are people who don't. I don't be with people who can hold it for two or three weeks. And I'm like, you crazy, you can kill. <laughs> that's a deep, that's a deep, deep wound for them. Um, I think for me, like when I when I argue with someone, I try to get it all out. Um, but then I sometimes get off whatever it is, like whether it's in person or on the phone, and then I'm just like, and I should have said this, and I should have said that. And then the next day, I'm like, calm your ass down. You that's you need to calm right. down. That's why I see why I want to see. That's I'm right. I will be so in the moment and then get off the phone, still be pissed off. And, and say, I should have said that's what I should If I say what I wanted to say in person and I leave, I send you a text message. Like literally, I put I poke the bear. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh I, no. I am the bear poker. I will find out everything. I know when how you get upset. I know the things that make you upset, everything because I want to know you. Mm. So I'm, you've been studying this person, you know what's gonna piss them off. Exactly. The only thing I don't like is arguing in public because it's I, so embarrassing. Yeah, it's very embarrassing. I don't care how little the argument is, like I will shut down. I'm like, we're not doing this here. But baby, when we get in that car. If you do anything to me in public that is embarrassing, let me tell you how I will pretend like I don't even know who you are. We came together, but we're not leaving together, baby. I will hop a Uber. Um, I will split the check. I will leave you right there. You're not gonna get loud and crazy with me. I'll leave. You're not embarrassing me in public. It's just not. And if you like in my love language, if you love me, you know that. Cause you start oh. acting crazy, we might we might have to break up. That's too much for me. And you see, and that's why we talked about love, because I feel it's like like when I said earlier, if you say like we have to define what love is for us and you've defined it. This is my, these are barriers for me. This is a healthy, healthy, it's a boundary. Like yeah. what's the word? No, it's not boundary. It's not barrier. There is a word that you use. Huh? I forgot. But anyway, this is, you can't cross that line. That is a no, no for me. Yes. Do that. It, it's so when I see people do it, I'm looking at them like, oh my God, how can y'all do this? And it's it's bad because it's also like a form of judgment, right? But yeah. I don't care. Do not do that to me. I will leave the whole situation. You can scream, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. I will act like I have a whole new name and act like you are not there. Just like we met, just like I didn't know you before, I don't know you now. You acting crazy? I will slam, act like I don't even know who you are. <laughs> my issue is cursing mm. I don't like for people to curse at me especially when I'm in a like if you're you know, Jim or John off the street we could well we can curse mm. but if we're in a relationship you like the littlest like the S word sets me off when I say set me off I can go from zero to 25,000 like can you give me an example <laughs> Well, let's say so let's say we are out let's say we're eating right okay and we're having an argument and something like you say oh oh shut the fuck up excuse me 
Yeah, that's no problem. Oh, uh, what you're talking is bullshit. Like, don't use any curse word. But for me, it's like, you're an adult. You have no other words in your vocabulary. You have to curse at me or we're going to have problems. And I'm going to tell you right there. Now, don't curse at me. Do not curse at me. Don't curse at me. Because you won't see where this can go. <laughs> it can go. I can see your full range of crazy right now coming yeah, all the way out. I see, like, I, I see black. I have zoned out before and I really went in. And after that, my friends was like, oh my God, like it was not that serious. Why did you do other that? You tried me. You because knew what I told you I didn't like and I you went through it. I like that. Don't do it to me. So mm -hmm. people don't understand. That's what we're talking about redefining love. In love, there are triggers. There are triggers and you have to know certain things about your partner because there are certain things that will trigger your partner and that's how people kill people. Absolutely. And you know, I'm always watching those shows. That's I'm always watching shows like that. Like this person had a whole breakdown, didn't tell you about this. You weren't paying attention and they were plotting your death. You should have been paying attention. So somebody said most people that are that argue in public or let it out professionally in public have some of the most peaceful relationships behind closed doors. Great. Good for I them. Applaud them. I love them. I think that is good. My love and my relationship that I have defined for me, that doesn't work. It sure don't. If you want, if you think if I said something while we were out that wasn't right, babe, I really like what you say right now. Can you not say that again? Because and then when we get home or we get in the car, you need to let me know what I said. And because the main thing, we need to respect people where they're at and how they feel in that moment. So in that moment, what I said made you upset. You need to let me know. So I need to don't change. wait. Don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. Okay. So what if you're out with a group of people and your partner says something disrespectfully to you? Would you tell the, your partner in front of everyone or would you, like, I would send them a text? So I have sent a text before. I have, be outside. I have said, I have sent a text and said, can you meet me outside or can you meet me in the bathroom? Or I have said, I have just like played it off and you see my facial expression and you know, like I've done different things. Like I have, like I have said, and then there are times where I'm just like, excuse me. Like you're talking to me. And so, you know, it's 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 been like, but I think like for me right now, the relationship I'm in right now is that we've gone to different levels where it's just like we understand. We know, like I know, and like we know when mm -hmm. something is up. Like, okay, I've been mind my business, shut my mouth. Cause you're about right to now, get it. Before it gets live. <laughs> you're about to get it. And so I think it's, 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 and that's why we're talking about redefining love and working in our space of love and putting love in our spaces. Like now you have created your love bubble and you and your partner know exactly what is love, what is not love. Because for me, you screaming at me and cursing at me in public, that's not love. Because that's what Johnny off the street going to do to me. And I'm going to try to deal with Johnny off the street. Right. I don't want to treat you I'm like the average girl. People off the street. Because trust me, I can go there. 
And we're going to all be embarrassed. We're all going to be embarrassed. The whole restaurant. We might even be on the news. We're going to be like the whole damn Real Housewives. Flipping tables, throwing <laughs> drinks, all that shit. We won't do that. See? Yeah, and so that's where I feel was just like that we talked about earlier, where we said about people need to experience self-love. You need to love yourself. You need to really, really appreciate yourself for who you are. You need to accept you. Because once you start to accept you and accept, like, this is me. This is who I am. I don't like people to curse at me. So I'm going to let these, let these people know, don't curse at me. I don't like it. You know, you, you have accepted you. You know your triggers. You know the things that will set you off. And you'll be like, okay, that's me. I'm a little crazy. But I'm okay. You know, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. And you got that in place. And so that's why um, when I was looking, you know, doing more, doing the research for this show, uh, my the person who helped me out sent me the types of love. Mm-hmm. And so there, the first type of love that we talk about is philia, which is the friendship love. Philia is a friendship love. So do you have that friend that you can say, you know what, he or she, that is my ride or die. That we can have deep conversations where like I can take out my gut to that person and there is no judgment. I do have a couple of friends like that. Um, and it, I'm so appreciative because sometimes I know I'll be saying some crazy stuff and they're probably like, uh, what is wrong with you? Um, but I don't feel judged by them. I feel like I could say anything and they would, even if they don't understand, they're still there. So I really do appreciate that, that friendship love. Um, it, it's rare to come by because sometimes you say things and you can just see it on someone's face that they're just like, what? <laughs> and I think it it can make you feel judged. And I think when people feel judged, they don't want to share. They don't want to give more. Um, and it can really change the trajectory of your relationship with that person. Yeah. And so, and I think for me, like I have, um, really close-knit friends like i have friends that i can be vulnerable with i they've seen my tears i've seen their tears we talked about things that you know people really don't talk about when it comes to friendship and we don't judge like i can tell my friends like when i was in the street when i'm like in the street before i got committed like i can tell my friend like you out here <laughs> i was in the street and i was like you can tell your friend like shit i went out last night i was but i did 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 and there is no judgment. They're just like, okay, but you need to calm down. You need to take time. Did you protect yourself? Did you do this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have those yeah. friends that when you can tell them your gut feeling, like when you are going through stuff, you can tell them. And I think it's like, and that's why I was saying earlier, if you don't have those regular friendship, those re- because people need to understand love is in every relationship. You have to experience love with your parents, with your friends, with your co-workers. Everything has love. There is a level of love in every relationship. And so for me, like you said, we experience that with our friends. Like I love my, I love my best friends. Like I love them. Right. If anything happened to them, you will lose it. People are, you don't mess with it. Like you know, and that's my friends. They always say, they say, you are like, I am such, I'm a loyal friend. So yeah. I'm not the kind of friend where if my friend have an issue with somebody else, I'm gonna get in that issue. I'm not gonna get in that issue. But if we, let's say we, if I'm in the space and my friend is being disrespected by whoever they have an issue with, I'm gonna check. Correct. It. It. There need to be some correction right there. 
If my friend is doing something where I know it's wrong, I'm going to hold my peace. I'm not going to say nothing, but when we get together one-on-one, I'm going to let you know. Now, I love you dearly, but you fucked up. Now, you need to go fix it. You need to call that person or go to that person. You need to apologize. I feel like that's such a fine line because not everybody wants to hear about themselves. And that is my problem. Just That's when she knows that <laughs> that friendship is not a good friendship. Because I better let you know when you mess up. I'm sorry. I love you to death. You are my buddy. We go, but you just messed up and you need to fix that. Because guess what happened? You can be bringing that kind of energy in our group. Right. You need to fix that. And you need to fix it because you might turn around and do it over here, and we can't have any of that. Do that, so you need to fix it. And I think in my circle of friends, that's what we do. Like we will let you know, like, um, sir, ma'am, love you, but yeah, you kind of mess up right there. Can you fix that? Get it together. And so I think it's like everybody needs to have that kind of love. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, and then you do see people that don't have that and they have this surface level friendships and you're like well you have your friends with everybody but nobody really knows you right Mm -hmm. um so you may be the life of the party but when all that's over who can you talk to who can you go to and that's and then it's funny you brought that up because it's weird how people who they're like, like you said, life of the party, there were everything that going on, their life is great and every kind of stuff. And then you realize that that person exhibited no sign of love. They're a very lonely person. What are you okay? Like what's like that's me. And like people always say, like, why are you trying to get me for business? I don't want to, I just want to, are you okay? Like, Fine. You want to do a check-in? Are you straight? Like, is it okay that you know when I say how are you, and people say okay. I'm like, no, how are you? <laughs> like, how are you? So Oprah on them. Yeah. how are you? How are you, honey? So <laughs> I you know I'm. So I think, and that's that check-in. It's important because when you you need to like the people you are in love with, or the people who you do care for, the people who you do show some sort of love to, you need to check them. How are you doing? Then what's going on? And so, like another form of love, which is the what I call it, it's the store S T O R G E. And they say it's familiar love between parents and children. And that's something I think we're probably gonna talk about for a little bit. I don't date I've dated somebody who had no parent and child relationship. Like and the funny thing is both of their parents were married. They were born, they were born and raised in the two household parents, but there was no relationship. It was, the parents didn't have a relationship? The kids, the kid, the person I did it didn't have a relationship with their parents. It was weird. <laughs> and I was like, well, I live half of my life with my mom, then I live some time with my dad. My whole life, my parents are not together, but you know, I've got a relationship. Your parents were in that? None. Zero. It was like a contract. And I saw how that played in our relationship. Because everything was contractual. It was, you do this for me, I do this for you. Like a transactional relationship. Exactly. 
if we go out today and you pay for the meal, next time we go out, I'm going to pay for the meal. Like, that's how it was. And I said, what is this? Like, we if I take you out, that means I'm paying for the meal. You don't, right. you don't need to pay. And let's say we go out and you decide you want to pay. You Like, why are we doing this? But I realized that that was basically worked on because that's how they didn't have a parent relationship. And so it was... Everything was transactional. And so I bring that up to say, it's just, I just was like, so imagine you dating somebody and you that person bring that into the relationship. It's a stressful situation. Hey, like I tell you, it was extremely stressful. Because you're basically taking note of what each other does. Like you paid for this dinner or I paid for the movie last time. And it can cause... Probably a lot of heated arguments. I had some. I somebody brought it up. I said, I, I, I cash out your money. Because you're not going to tell me who went to the movies and you paid this and blah. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're not going to get into an argument and you're like, I paid for the last four right, days. Exactly. What have you been doing? Oh, man. Can you send me the bill? Because I can send you your money. Because trust me, every time I go out, I have my money just in case. Right? You're not about to hold it over me, buddy. No, you're not. And I think, (laughs) uh, but then, so so somebody just said something. They said, when you have an authoritarian parent relationship with them, it's rare. Can you define authoritarian parent? Because I'm from Africa and I think every African parent is authoritarian. So when I look at that, I very much have um, experience with that. What I say goes, there's no talking about it. Um, so that parent is very, this is how it's going to be. No, you don't have an opinion. No, I don't care what you think. Get with the program or you're going to have a problem. But there's no talking. There's no conversation. There's no, well, I think, mm -mm. but I think, so I would say this for me coming from, so I'm like, I'm from, I'm Liberian, West African. I think West African parents are like that. I think even Jamaican parents, I think black parents from down south, they're like that. I'm the parent, you're the child. But there is still a relationship. If your parent is authoritarian, I can't even pronounce the word, authoritarian. Authoritarian. And they are like like a general on top of you telling you this is how it's going to go, this is how it's going to be. At a certain age in your life, do do that die down or do you move out of it? Like I don't know because I don't feel it's like like both of my parents. They're like my dad was strong. He was a strong woman man. My dad is extremely strong. He has a strong opinion, but he also gave us the opportunity to have opinions. So he always asks you. But my dad was the kind of person where you just don't come to him stupid. So when you come with an argument, you better have your facts and stuff together. Because he's going to challenge you. Or challenge you. So it wasn't, he He gave us opportunity to say what we had to say. By the end of the day, he was still the parent. And so you guys can have a little scuffle. At the end of the day, his way is still going to go. So I don't. I don't so know. for me, I was raised in a single family, single parent household. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much what my mom said was what we were going to do, right? So now 
that were older and nobody lives in the house and, and, you know, she still tries to do that and it doesn't work, even though that is her go-to. Well, you know, you should do this. Well, why? Because I said so. But it doesn't really work as you get older. And I think in with some people, they still have that fear of their parent. Um, if you look at certain cultures, you know, even as someone who's like 50 years old, well, my mom wants this or my dad prefers this. So they'll bend to their parent, even though they're a whole grown person with life experiences because they still don't want to disappoint their parent or this is how their culture shows honor to their parent um, regardless of whether they agree with it or not. They're never going to challenge their parent. Uh, for me, I feel like I'm a whole adult, so I'm going to do what I want. So you can keep talking about it, but I'm still going to be making moves. So you can be upset about it. You can feel your feelings. But while you're doing all that feeling, I'm still moving forward. But isn't that what we talked about earlier when we said everybody exhibit the love language, their love language? So your parents love you the way how they were, they were treated. Mm -hmm. How they were treated, how they were loved. Loved, exactly. So I had to come to the place, like me and my siblings, we have this conversation all the time, especially my sister. We are three, bo we are three boys and a girl, so we have a sister. We we'll talk about this all the time. My dad showed us love based on what he knew what love was. He parented us the way how he knew he was parent. Um, and so that, and I think it goes to our mothers and everything, like your mom is going to show you love the way she was shown love. Sorry, right. but you also need to step in a place where you understand yourself. So where is my mom coming from? Because you're going to have kids too. Wherever where you have kids. We're going to see about that. <laughs> and we're going to see how you're going to be because sometimes I've got to check myself like, damn, just like my mom. When I do some talk to my son, I'm like, okay, calm down. So, I did see that. I see that now. You know, I teach. So I, I, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, Miss Bay, why did you, wait a minute, wait a minute. And they will call me to the carpet. I got to reverse it. I'm like, you know what? That's right. You should tell. I told the kids one day, um, you know, you, you need to be more careful about what you say. You know, you can't just be putting your whole life out on the front street. And then they busted out. Well, you know what? You're always telling us to speak our truth. So which one is it? I was like, so well, well. <laughs> My They're son, absolutely right. You yeah. need to be consistent. <laughs> My son is extremely outspoken. And so he says exactly what comes to his head. Boop. And I got to tell him, I said, you don't have to say everything. He said, but then you say I should say everything. I'm like, okay, I get it. But some stuff, can't you just say in my ear? Like, don't say it out for people to hear it. Let and me filter it for you. And I think it's, um, I think, and that's the level of love. And I think that's a level of love as well. It's like love when we read, like that's the love you created in your classroom where the kids are able to say what they are to say. So there's a level of love in the classroom. Now you want to like put a line of demarcation, like I'm no Miss Bay. We're not going to do that today. You said yeah, they did. really won't let me at all. Yeah. <laughs> but what a type of love that is always exhibited, people talk about it, is the Eros, the E R O S, which is a romantic, physical infatuation and physical pleasure. And so this is this romantic love that I think people get people mistaken. For love, and I call it lust. And so we got a couple of minutes. I told you it's gonna be like twenty minutes. We got five more minutes left. 
<laughs> I know. I feel like we're just getting into it. And this is what happens all the time. I think people have this, people have this infatuation of being in a relationship. They are so dying to be in a relationship. They're so much in love. Oh my God, he loves me. He took me to Gucci and bought me this and that. And I have this friend. When they tell you that the person loved them, oh, he bought me a handbag. I'm like, okay, he bought you a Gucci bag, girl. He gave you the cash too. It's $100 in the whole purse just for you. And for them, it's like, that's love. And so uh, for me, I say, and then after that, what? Like, because you're going to want the next thing. Yeah. It never stops. You're always going to want whatever's new, and things are constantly coming out. What are you going to do? The, what we're going to do? This relationship is going to be about stuff. And so you have all this stuff and all this stuff and all this stuff. And then you realize at the end of the day, it's not fulfilling. So that is my thing. I think, um, and I'm just going to give it out to you when it comes to the evil stuff, when it comes to attraction and stuff like that. I would say from a guy perspective, when a guy sees somebody that they like, the first thing we see is what we see in front of us. Face. I feel like I feel like that's everybody. You yeah, can't see somebody's heart. I'm just gonna say it from a guy perspective. I ain't never been a woman, so I can see it from a female perspective. <laughs> but you know, that's what we see. And so you go after that, you're attracted to that. So physically, yes. And then when you get to realize that certain things is not genuine, you roll out. You well, absolutely. So I think even for women, it's physical. I mean, nobody walks around with all the great things that they are on the outside. No one can see, you know, how you're going to treat them just by looking at them, right? And we're visual creatures. So we're always looking at people. That's the first thing you see. Does You see the person. Do they have nice eyes? What does their skin look like? They got all their teeth? Oh, oh shucks. This might be a winner. Oh. They're not slop bodied. <laughs> um, so I think in the beginning it is very much like, oh, you know, they're very attractive. But then once, like you said, once you get to know them, how do they speak on the people in their life? How do they treat people in their life? How do they treat themselves? Um, who are the people that are closest to them and why? And I think it weeds out a lot. It either can bring you closer or it can drive you further away. Well, it's been a great conversation. I love how this love talk went. I really appreciate it. But I know you're doing something. There's something coming up that you're about to do. And so can you just tell these people, I want you to tell the people how to follow you on whatever social media platform you're on. And then what is, because you're doing this love thing that's coming up. And so can you just tell the people who are watching how they can contact you and get involved with this thing that you're doing? Absolutely. So I am hosting a Lovers and Friends Sip and Paint. It is all virtual. Uh, it will actually take place next Saturday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can find me on at Bezes on Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. And I have the link in my bio so that you can register on Eventbrite. I send all the materials to you. So the canvas, the paints, the brushes, everything that you need comes in that kit. Leading up to the event, I send you facts about love. I tease the playlist for you. Um, and I will also send you a cocktail, uh, a mocktail and a cocktail. So there are some people that don't drink and that's okay. Liquor people, y'all heard that? Liquor. But I'm gonna be drinking. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
And the playlist is fire. So the playlist is something that I, I definitely think that you're going to love. Um, lots of old school, some new stuff, a lot of R&B, some throwbacks, some classics. And I, at the very end of the sip and paint, I guide you through the painting. You know, we drink, we laugh, we joke. Um, it is for single people. It is for couples. It is for everyone. You can bring your kids if you want. Um, and it's from the comfort of your home. So you really don't have a reason not to be there. And there's me like, what? I send you everything. It's a good time. At the very end, I send you the playlist so you can continue whatever vibe you're on. If you're someone that's with someone and hoping for some things to happen, that playlist will get you there. Um, so definitely follow me on Instagram at Bezos and you will not be let down. I'll see you next Saturday. Can you spell out your name? It's B-E-Y. B-E-Y-A-Z-U-S. Okay. And that's your... Instagram handle. Yep. And so we're asking everybody if you can. Um, that's it. B-E-Y-A-Z-U-S. It's on the screen. And so this was The Conversation Has Been Opinionated and Outspoken with my girl, Aaliyah Bay. We have a great conversation on redefining love if you want like she said you can catch her on instagram is b-e-y-z-u-s on um the 12th of february she's having a great event so you guys can follow her go to instagram um she's there everything that's in the bio is gonna be great somebody said mark real for me so they're ready <laughs> i believe she want to say my tail but my tail for alicia small <laughs> my tail for me um, so wow. yes, mocktail, baby. I sent a cocktail and a mocktail. You will not be disappointed. Yes, everybody for watching. This has been a production, of course, of the conversation. Um, it's been great. We had a great evening. Tune in again next week. Next week is going to be a deeper topic because we're talking about love, but love and gender. I so love we're it. Talk, yeah, we're going to be talking about love and gender with two amazing guests. And it's going to be fire. But Leah, thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate you. And you have a great evening. Somebody said, before we go, love isn't all about looks. I believe once you take your time to get a, to get to have some good conversation, getting to understand that person before developing feelings, then you will not focus on looks. In my opinion, only people who are confused go after looks. But I like looks. The first thing I see is looks. Don't the first that. thing you see is, I'm not going to lie, that is the first thing you That's see. That's what I see when I say, I'm like, ooh, this person is right, too. After some time, well, you got to take the time. Because I think when every time you're just looking at looks, 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 you become a little bit like, what's going on? Is that all? But you're 100%. And I think even for the people who do it's all about looks. You realize at the end of the day, it's really not about looks because you want a companion. You want somebody who will love you. You want somebody who will be a you. But you can have some real beautiful and handsome people and they're crazy as hell. And then you can find some real ugly people and they're nice and sweet and they treat you so nice. You'll be like, can we get your surgery? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I said thank you, Aaliyah. This was great. And I hope everybody have a great evening. Thank you so much for being here with us. 
And again, this was the conversation. If you're not following us, we are on YouTube. The conversation I spoke and opinionated. Aaliyah, you can say bye to the people because people are bye, about to kick you out the broadcast because they're telling me it's time to go. But you have a good evening. I'll see you, you later. Okay. Nice chatting with you guys. So this is the conversation outspoken opinionated. Of course, we are on YouTube, the conversation outspoken opinionated. We are on Facebook, the conversation outspoken opinionated on Instagram. And of course, like I told you guys earlier, we are on Spotify and Apple Music. So you guys have an amazing, amazing evening. We'll see you next week, Thursday. Thank you so much for tuning in and the conversation outspoken opinionated. Thank you so much. <laughs>